When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. It is a podcast ostensibly about college football, but y'all know it ain't just about that. No, we discuss a lot of other things. For instance, we got hot weather news. Like, literally hot weather news, because it's coming to you from Jason Kirk. Our host, one of our hosts, college football, Mayor Domo, Imperiale, Commander. Storm Tracker. Storm Tracker 2017. I'm here in the, as you can see behind me, all the trees are gone. The mountains have washed away. The thundering, crumbling mountain of fire and blood is is falling into the ocean. Uh, the plague of locusts. We're on. We're on five. We got two more of those to go. And uh, it's it's folks. It's folks. Folks, you might want to wear a hat. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a hat day. Yeah, hat, that was hat and SPF forty five. Bump it up. Just, you know, just slather it on there. Beauty, beauty isn't an accident. Get that sunscreen on there, and let's keep the seats. You know what? Your face, the skin of your face, it's really like you're the car seats of the of the body, right? So let let's let's armor all it up. Let's put some sunscreen. Man, on there you are just inviting a lot of sit on your face. Yeah. Oh God, Jesus. Did I? Oh well. Um. Yeah, that's good. Go ahead and make those jokes to at Celebrity Hot Tub on Twitter. <laughs> my handle that's good why couldn't you just throw like some random politician under the bus why does it gotta be me <laughs> try, uh, try, try at, yeah, at jason in the house send, send him to ted cruz <laughs> ted cruz he's waiting waiting right now by by the phone he loves you memes he loves last memes time, last time i saw him he'll work the phones for anyone so yeah that's what i was gonna say you're picturing the image of him doing this. Oh. That's what happens when you give up. That's what happens when you give up football as an institution, Princeton. You turn out that. See? Should have never given up the fine sport. Corrupted your moral backbone. And now and now you have a man who thinks that cans of soup are actually food. Just the cans. Not even the soup. No, like a goat. Ted Cruz is a that. goat. Not the goat, a goat. Yeah, no, the goat. <laughs> Like he, a goat's more useful because you can eat. A, you can eat a goat. You could get milk from a goat. Nobody's milking a senator, as far as I know. <laughs> oh God, this is getting well, except, worse. How are you making this worse? Except Just, in the great state of Alabama. That's correct. Luther Strange produces the finest dairy milk of any senator in the state of Alabama. Oh my God, we have to please. Um, hey, it's Charity Drive Week. Look at that. It is, man. 
You turned you turn that fast, son. I had to. I had to whip a Yui because we were going down a very bad road. It's true. We were, we were discussing Alabama dairy products, and we all know those are trash. B1G! Yeah, it's it's been the fundraiser week, and it's been very successful thus far. As you know, we did a little fundraiser earlier this year uh, in response to the Trump administration's decision to, like, you know, wind it back to 1933 with the xenophobia. Uh, that did real well. However, we went ahead and just mixed in everything that we needed in terms of uh, in terms of just keeping it regular, doing it, uh, and, and declaring a winner. Since we just kind of did it pell mell last time, it's a little more casual, and it's going very well. So, thank you for your donations. What's our uh, what's our what's our number at as of now? Well, I think we have like a modest goal of like twenty thousand, and I think we're around thirteen on Tuesday. That's good. So. And that's- that's in addition to what was what was round one, like 43? Oh, no, son. By the time that all racked up, we were at about 55. Ooh. Okay, okay. So so we're, we're pushing. Are we at 69,000 right now? If we end up at 69,000, that would be. Call the fight. What is the word? Good? Pleasant? Enjoyable? Yeah. Not sure. Hmm. And because we hit our 10,000 stretch goal. For this campaign, I have officially uh, been fired from Every Day Should Be Saturday from writing there. I will never write there again. I thought about writing a farewell post, but you can't do that if you're already fired. So good job, everybody. You did it. You got what you wanted. Got the golden parachute. Mm -hmm. $10,000 for you. Nope. That's not how it works. Nope. Nope. (laughs) No, the golden. We don't hand out golden parachutes. We, We might give you like a tin napkin. Tim napkin, Tim napkin with some straps. Just let you let you fly from there. Here you so, go. It's an aluminum seat. It <laughs> might float. It's all all part of my plan to turn the website into a uh, into basically a, a consumer product review site. That's it. No Slowly. actual. Slowly yeah, but that's surely. It. Um, it's Slowly also but... it's also Bill C for uh, college football commissioner week. Yeah, a lot of things happening. A lot of things happening in these streets in. The heat of May. Yeah. Well, yeah, as they say, mid-May, that's the busiest time in college football. That's right. So. That's right. Things are moving, hopping. Things are moving and hopping. Uh, by, by the way, uh, I, might be, I might be talking with Les Miles next week, y'all. Oh, look at you just tipping your hand like that. Don't tell him what it's for. No. That's a surprise. No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Okay. But I, am ta- I might be talking with Les Miles, which is good. You should know that Les is real cool. Um, he does sign his text, Les Miles. Do you think yes. he? Do you think he would play Ouija with you? Oh man, would he ever? <laughs> it's a game, right? Can you win Ouija? We'll find out. This chip is magic. This tortilla chip is crazy. He would love it, and he would find a way to compete at it to compete <laughs> to the all, fullest of my potential. All coaches would. I played some hippie thing called the Ungame once. Where you pulled out cards, and instead of uh, instead of you know playing charades, right, or playing some sort of cards against humanity type game, right, where you could just be casually racist and and laugh it off in front of your friends, right? No, uh, the ungame the ungame had like all kinds of non-competitive angles. You really couldn't win or lose the ungame, right? Um, it was just questions like, what are the four most important things in your life? Or what do you think life will be like in 100 years? That's, this is what you're describing. Is it like the, the first day of a therapy session, a group therapy session? This sounds like in, um, like when Facebook first started and it was nothing but like chain surveys, you'd fill out a survey and tag your friends. Yeah. It was, it's like chain survey the game right or like an analog chain survey so uh, there's really no way to to win the ungame right it's it's a lot like it's a lot like northwestern football even when it's even when it's fun it's just a philosophical exercise right it sounds like the sec east is what it sounds like (laughs) correct that too um which by the way our historical anecdote tonight oh god we're hitting oh we're seamless hitting all cylinders yeah, but uh, I will say this: Les or any other coach would find a way to compete at the ungame, right? Mm-hmm. They would say like four most important things in my life: family, God, football, and fun. And family, and, uh, and family, God. 
and family special God. God for my family, God's, not God's yours. family, the the heavenly host. Uh, so depending on your theological perspective, three are one, or perhaps you include the angels. I have some opinions that I'll I'll get into shortly there. And also, Dan. number four is beating you at the end game. That's Mark Dan- Mark Antonio. The the confusion of like the Trinity and is it three or is it one might explain all of Les Miles's clock and timeout trouble. Do I, hold on. I have how many timeouts? I have one timeout. Well, I have know, one timeout. So Les Miles, a day is as a thousand years. Yeah, he's like you're saying he's like a Hindu god, right? That like yeah. when he naps, it's actually four thousand years in human time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, yeah, he would find a way to take the ungame to overtime and then win it. <laughs> be like, yeah, exactly. Be like, you know, what'll life be like in a hundred years? I think it'll be pretty good. Uh that's a point to me. It'll look like eighteen thirty two. What? I I guess it could. I'll give you two words. More mules. All right, next answer. Pull a card. More, more bigger mules. Our our historical note tonight, transitioning seamlessly. It's from the year 1969, which I have to say 1969 is an extremely interesting year in college football. Like if you're a historical type, just go back and you know start poking around. You have a lot of Interesting people. You have a lot of interesting players. One in particular uh, may be a player who I think if he played in this current environment would probably put up ridiculous numbers, like even more ridiculous than he did. All right. Uh, and that'd be Archie Manning. Because remember, Archie Manning and Old Miss play Alabama that year. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's crazy, by the way. Uh, you'll be shocked. A mobile quarterback played Alabama, and they won. Wow. It's neat. It's never happened before. Uh, but in that game, right, Archie Manning, uh, like, put a just a show on. All right? Like, a, just an absolute. Like, he went 33 for 52 for 436 yards. Two TDs. He ran 15 times for 104 yards and three TDs. Just an absolutely insane game. Also, there were like like players smoking, right? Sadly, by the way, I got that wrong. They lost. Old Miss lost. So that's like maximum Old Miss. It's oh, not good. that good. Yeah, we are, we've already got our Spencer wildly uh, presents inaccurate facts. Yeah, that's good. Uh, you know, we can we can debate facts. It's 2017. Oh, God, uh, that's just Spencer's rebel bias showing through again. It's definitely my old Miss bias. the The story was not that game, fortunately. That's good because I got that one wrong. But the story that I was going to tell you was not about that exceptional performance. No, no. The, the story is about uh, is about a Florida Gator. If it's about the Florida Gators, would we be mentioning something positive? Probably not. Not not this early. No, certainly not. No, no, no. Would it be about a quarterback performing well? No, 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 no. Uh, not in almost any year, yeah. Not, yeah, not, yeah. Not many options there. What's the most interceptions ever thrown by a, an NCAA football player at, in Division One, now known as FBS? The most interceptions thrown by a player. So, if you hadn't said this a few minutes ago off the air, I would have guessed six. Okay. That's I, kind of right. That's kind of right. Yeah, I, you, you can also reveal it here because I, I know it as well. It's fine. Yes, nine. Nine! There was a man who threw nine interceptions in a game. And that man was John Reeves of the Florida Gators. Yes, on November 2nd, 1969. Against uh, who? What team ruins everything? That'd be Auburn. Auburn ruins everything. In this case, they they helped ruin Florida's day. Again, by beating them 38-12. Let's put these numbers in perspective, by the way. Through nine picks on 66 attempts in the year 1969, when people threw the ball like 12 times a game. Florida put it up 66 times. And uh, he threw nine picks and totaled 12 points. So, I mean, if throwing the ball 66 times and only getting 12 points sounds weird, 
really, this is just a tribute to like how well Missouri fits into the SEC East because uh, we've been doing this for years, and then Mizzou comes along and like fits right in. Do we know about the weather in this game? I believe the weather was fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, I mean Auburn, uh, Auburn, Pat Sullivan, who I believe would eventually go on to win a Heisman. He he was he was twenty two for thirty nine for two eighteen. He had four TDs. I'm sure, that thirty nine was like had Auburn fans going like, "Hmm, that's a socialist amount of." Don't know about that. What's really disappointing too is that John Reeves was a good quarterback at Florida. He yep. ended up being a first-round NFL pick. He broke a bunch of records while he was at Florida. They haven't stood up, but that's fine. And this, because it's Auburn, of course, like, this was the only loss Florida had all year. They had a tie, They tied Georgia a week after this game, but this is the only loss. And now, now you look and you say, okay, Reeves set the record for single-game interceptions with nine. How many interceptions do you think he had in every other game Florida played, the other 10 games combined? How many interceptions do you think he threw? I'll say mm-hmm. six. Let me let me go uh, three. The answer is 10. Okay. <laughs> so, but like, he, he, he had one, he had an entire season's worth of interceptions in one game. One game. And these are all pre um modernization of the passing game numbers. Like I I so that would be what, nineteen interceptions for the year? Yes. Like I, I doubt that was really all that out of line with national numbers. Like back then they just fucking chucked it and like, ah, somebody's gonna catch it. As long as it doesn't hit the ground, that's good. It was passing was basically an optimistic punt for the most part, right? Yeah, like at least it went far. Yeah, it went far. It looked cool. Maybe something cool happened. But right? I'm going to say this. I don't think that was the dumbest game of the year for that Florida team. The dumbest game came a few weeks earlier, October 11th. Florida played in Tampa Stadium against Tulane and needed a two-point conversion to come from behind and win 18-17. to 17. I mean... You know, that's going to happen. And what does the record say? It says 9-1-1, one, one, doesn't nine, it? It says 9-1-1. One, one. <laughs> that's right. So let's focus on that, okay, man? Why you got to bring just, up old shit? Look, you're talking liter- history. Nobody wants to talk history here, Florida, right? Nobody's trying Florida, to talk history. Florida's record in 1969 was literally an emergency. <laughs> oh, yeah, so we, we get that one forever. Can't take us. Can't take it away from us. Let's talk Nine. about co- commissioning, please. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. Look, Bill, let, instead Bill, of the past, let's look to the fucking future. That's right. Bill C. This week, he's humbly running for college football commissioner, a position that doesn't exist and really shouldn't. If Bill becomes it, he'll become my worst enemy because I'm an anarchist. You should know that. It's just it's a matter of philosophy. He's a very nice man, but he's running for college football commissioner, and he has certain. Points on his platform. Points which uh, we want to discuss, and then we want to discuss your counters to this, which are um, I'm very proud of our listeners. They have made uh, ignorant, uninformed, knee jerk, snarky, impractical, <laughs> petty, nonsensical suggestions for this. And I, <laughs> I appreciate all of them. I think that's exactly what we wanted. My, my uh, favorite being... are very sensible and my favorite being that you and Holly should be co-commissioners, which, wow, what a, what a shit job for Holly that would be. <laughs> that, means, that, means, that means like Holly doing all the work while Spencer like, I'm just going to hang out at uh, San Jose State for a couple months. <laughs> seems, seems like a really cool place. <laughs> I'm just going to check out Montana State this week. <laughs> Boy, you've been in Montana State for the past nine months. It's the national yeah. championship. I kind of need yeah, to hear. Yeah, I'm but work. like. Montana I, I, State. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Yeah, I'll be fine. I'll get it to you. <laughs> so this um, this commission project by Bill went up at SBNation.com a couple days ago. It has nine parts, nine planks, nine platforms. No planks. Planks is the right word. Um, and we we noticed that like a lot of the things y'all said sort of lined up with parts of it. Like the very first response when we put out the call for questions 
came from, uh, let me see, came from Lazarus Jackson, Laz Chance on Twitter. And I quote, all caps, pay them kids their money. Which I think sums up a large part of the first two parts of Bill's platform, which are we need a student-athlete Bill of Rights and we need to embrace the Olympic model, which allows players to make money on their own. Endorsements, jobs, autograph signings, whatever. Um, for those people who can't handle the idea of uh, Bagman going legit, let's just uh, you know, let's just make it so players can make money on their own. Um, and, and the Bagman still get to keep, you know, like yeah, Bagman, Bagman, bag keep moving that product. That's still, fine. Still, still keep moving that work, man. <laughs> All we're doing is trying to legitimize the Bagman. So yeah, a lot of y'all were on board with that. Pay the fucking kids. Yep, yep. Uh, hardly any issues there, but if we want to, if we want to talk about Bill's platform piece by piece, the first one, the Bill of Rights one, it's basically we need like a codified national set of standards for college athletes, you know, that goes beyond like NCAA rules. That's you know, we need uh, they need to be able to have long term health insurance. They should be able to come back after playing to finish their degrees. Um, they need better uh you know better we need better medical research and then let's do this whole olympic model thing um but is there anything we would add to this or i i i want to talk about the olympic model very briefly because mm -hmm. i understand that there there will always be people including people who listen to this podcast i'm sure who just are like we shouldn't pay the players it's not right etc 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 they get a scholarship and food and uniform and other things that are kind of already pay in some way, but whatever. Um, this will make commercials so much better because right now we have two options when you want a college football person to be in your commercial. Option one is coach, and I'm going to include a in, or I'm going to have Spencer include a a orange juice commercial that Urban Meyer did when he was at Florida, that's fucking terrible. Urban Meyer is a fantastic coach and a very smart guy, and I bear him no ill will. <clears throat> but as a commercial actor, he and many other coaches are fucking terrible. It's it's bad. Like, can I just give you a couple of examples of, of the local commercials that could have existed? Pitchmen who could have worked locally and produced incredible internet content. You ready? Yes. I want you to imagine whatever Chad Kelly would have endorsed at Ole Miss. <laughs> I want you to imagine Marshawn Lynch's Cal endorsements. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want you mm -hmm. to imagine Golden Tate crashing into a Guitar Center window. <laughs> oh, please. Please. Imagine, imagine the flack of pure we could have gotten. The free money we could have printed on the internet. If Johnny, if Johnny Man, if Johnny Manziel had endorsed anything in college, I want days. you to imagine Matt Leinart doing a towing service commercial where he's literally pushing Reggie Bush's stalled-out car <laughs> around South Bend. <laughs> like, like the potential here is fucking limitless. College players are so much more charismatic and interesting than most coaches are. I understand PJ Fleck is out there, and I recognize that, but he's the exception, not the rule. And the other alternative, if you don't want to use a coach, is Larry Culpepper. And please, mm. for the love of fucking God, let us pay college athletes to be in commercials so that we won't have Larry Culpepper in them. This was another theme from the listeners. Uh, if we we the, what we asked was if you were appointed college football commissioner, what's the first thing you would do? And many of you, I would say at least five or six, said you would assassinate Larry Culpepper. You would you would have him. Someone said put him in the stockades. Mm -hmm. <laughs> someone said hunt him at nightfall. Um, no, so you, yeah, want, you, you want you want you want you want no you want daybreak. This, like you want you want a clear shot at him. This, Let's not this crack out like the night vision goggles. Right? I don't know what we're waiting for. He's one, right there. One of the strangest moments I've ever had working for SB Nation was at was two years ago at the um, national championship game site where on Radio Row I was hanging with our compadres at the Solid Verbal and Brady Hoke was doing ra radio for Sirius or somebody like that. 
And Larry Culpepper came through in character, dressed with the weird socks and, you know, the little belt with the, like, the little tray of Dr. Peppers, which I'm pretty sure had Dr. Pepper in them. And I watched from afar as Brady Hoke interviewed Larry Culpepper for the radio. And I, nothing was real after that. Nothing. All of this has been a fever dream. I want to wake up. Nope. Nope. God sorry. It. You're you're in you're you're in Earth 420 now. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Only Godfrey's is... gonna appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, you. Godfrey you... knows comic book shit, y'all. If you got any comic book questions, send them to 38 Godfrey on Twitter. Because he's a... comic Good. books or hockey, either one. Yeah, because he's a he's hockey a big old comic books. He's a big old nerd. You can also you can also ask him about Nashville. Why it's so bad? He enjoys okay, talking. All right. About that. Um, so so yeah. That that. <laughs> uh, do we have any other uh, proposals from our listeners that fit with this particular plank or platform or whatever we're calling it? I mean, I, I think we've I think we've covered this. Most people okay. didn't focus on the the fine legalistic like what tweaks. What? I know. I know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, oh. we just got a lot of, you know, pay the fucking kids. I do I do want to add this one. Um, this from Chill Yoshi at Expert Frowner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> who uh, said, disband college football effective immediately. His tweet yeah. is geotagged from Columbia, South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> I... Yeah. I really I understand your opinion and I respect it from for everything that college football's done for Columbia, South Carolina. Yes, this would be the proper opinion. <laughs> I had this one set aside as like probably the wisest thing anyone has ever said to us. <laughs> I think it's semi related on the management side, but your man divine, that'd be Dan Divine of Yahoo. Yahoo.com. Uh, demand delivery of all the diet Dr. Pepper all rights deals would allow to an address of my choosing. And then with little claps in, behind, in between the words, resign in disgrace. <laughs> yeah, a lot that, of people saw it. Power, power move right there. <laughs> there. There were a lot of people who um, uh, saw through the exercise. Like Michael Felder at Bleach Report says uh, what he would do is move to a bigger house because I assume this would be just be a massive cash grab like the rest of college football is. Yeah, yeah, that's what the yeah. sport is. That's good. That's a, that's a solid move. Go first, man. Don't think twenty years ahead. Just take the money. Take the take the money. Let <laughs> someone else worry about the mold and the walls. Uh, I think we can move on to the second part of Bill C's platform to become. Oh, we're on to the third now. Ooh. We're on to the third. We, woo, let's go. We just do it once. Yeah. Oh, are we are we can do. Let's fix recruiting. Yeah, this one was uh, Bill and Bud did a podcast. I think uh, basically what happened is Bud is in charge of recruiting now, mm-hmm. um, and you know, like ha ha ha, he's gonna it's gonna be good for the Knolls or whatever. Okay, but no, Bud has a lot of good serious ideas that are uh, pro athlete that work in favor of you know every uh, every athlete, not just the five stars that balance things out a little bit, give kids more time to make better informed decisions. Um, if a coach leaves. You know, after a kid has already signed, but before he is, uh, I'm not sure exactly what the time period is, you know, maybe before uh, practice starts or whatever, that player can choose to go elsewhere. If your head coach leaves, you know, you're not stuck playing for, you know, um, Al Golden or whatever. So, uh, did we have any, did anybody send in recruiting specific ideas or? I don't, I don't believe so, but. We do have a bit of recruiting news to bring up that we kind of made happen through putting it out into the universe. Have you guys heard about um, Unique Brissett the second? Go on. Yeah. Uh, Unique Brissett the second claimed to be a wide receiver at Globe Institute of Technology in New York, which 100% sounds like a school that Spider-Man went to. And he said he had officer offers, not officers. From Michigan, Michigan State, Miami, Maryland, and Kentucky. This was somebody who was tweeting, started a Twitter account and an Instagram account, and basically said that he was getting offers from all these schools. He had highlight film that was of another prospect. He had a recruiting profile on um, some uh, like uh, high school sports website. It's... 
he had a, he had a profile on Max Preps, like. It's pretty good. I know this is a thing we when we had Bud on. This is the thing we talked about, like how long we could keep this ruse up. And I gotta say, unique, un, unique Brissett the second. That's a great prospect name. Full full disclosure, we did not do this. Yeah, it a hundred percent sounds like it would have been, but we did not. I know that's why. And even saying that means that I think people will assume we did it. Do you know why you can tell that we didn't do it? It involved like multiple layers of planning and effort. Oh, yeah. I think, Please. well, just look at the graphics quality. I think that alone should assure you that we had nothing to do with this. Yeah, like, not, the, the, graphics look, the graphics look legit, so it wasn't us. Mm-hmm. Ain't us. I, I do think there's one thing in, in Bill C's platform that I like because it's rife for corruption that probably means it's a bad idea. Undue regulations that high school coaches can't be paid to take prospects to football camps. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh boy! Welcome, thirty thousand dollar chaperone. Let's lo- come on, y'all. Let's load the bus up. <laughs> Let's get on here. Yeah, no, we're gas is expensive. <laughs> we're taking the kids on a field trip. What kind of a field trip leaves on a luxury coupe like on this this coach? Why like do you need dude. a boat? I don't understand. <laughs> Why do you need a boat? You're going to Augusta, Georgia. <laughs> camps in camps, camps in Catalina Island, man. How else am I going to get there? <laughs> yeah, that that that's the one part that I'm like, you know, I'm sure there's a good reason for that. I'm also sure that it'd be abused. Love it badly. I love it. Next next plank. Wrong with abuse. So this one was. <laughs> Among y'all out there, no surprise, this was, I would say, the most popular. Bring back the fucking video game. EA Sports NCAA Football Series. It tragically was halted because no one could figure out how to get any money into the players' hands legally, thanks to the NCAA. Um, And until that is sorted, there will not be a video game by EA Sports. Uh, Someone else might make one, but it will probably be trash. And it will not have any actual teams. Um which that that worked well for Bill Walsh in 1995, but you ain't Bill Walsh in this ain't 1995. Um, so y'all really like the idea of the video game coming back, and like, I mean, it's it's pretty damn simple. If players can make money, the game can come back. That's all there is to it. Yep, just do it. Don't ea don't ea eyes it right. Don't come up with like 14 useless like modes and yeah modes and no yeah no you can you can change a few things every game just work on the gameplay keep out the 10 foot middle linebacker and i think everybody's gonna be real happy give me give me an option give me give me that i can run give me decent playbooks and bring back mascot mode if you can bring back mascot mode i'm gonna be totally happy with this product i'll buy it and i really won't demand a whole lot of improvement which is perfect da because you don't do that so good they could put up they could put on mascot mode right now. There is one thing I want them to do. So I've always thought that the crowd animations were a little lackluster, and that's fine because the focus should be on the gameplay. But I do think at this point we have enough, like, memeable, like, there's sad Texas tech guns up, there's what the fuck Texas girl, there's, more, there's like, stunned Michigan fan. There's enough of those people that I think we should, like, sprinkle them into the game. And, I think and, it, and have the option to just make the stadium all that if you want. Nothing also, but LSU dinosaur. If I had, <laughs> yes, that guy, and if I can get the Florida Hadouken guy, right? Sad, who, sad uh, Bama fan, sad Bama bangs man. Just so you're saying just an entire wall of shirtless NC State Husky Wolf? <laughs> oh my God, if you could give me a whole stand of them, right? Just, woo! And if I could get NC State to play Arkansas to get that fat shirtless Arkansas fan and have a whole stadium full of that, that was NC State too. The one twirling. No, no, no. I'm thinking about the one at the Cotton Bowl. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one. Uh, Is a mountain of a man. Just imagine a whole Himalaya of that, right? Um, I think my ice, favorite ice fan cream of the eating past coach. Or so, yeah. other than Texas Tech guns up fan is. It was at Arkansas, Mississippi <laughs> State a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. And you see uh, happy Arkansas fans hopping up and down. And then a Mississippi State fan is just 
winding up to let loose an f bomb, <laughs> and they cut away right at the moment of truth. They, like, either, look, either look the, it up, look it up. I'm oh, telling wait, you, I'm telling that, or can you give me the Mississippi State Arkansas fight <laughs> where? Where they just show, where they just show a bunch of rejoicing Arkansas fans, and you see a Mississippi State dude wind up and start wailing the fuck out of people. And like, like he, he was throwing. Hey, what you need to do is just go and rotoscope when whatever put the little white motion capture throughout a Mississippi State Arkansas crowd. Like that's the crowd you every game in every sport ever. I don't care if it's tennis. I don't care if it's wheat, golf, whatever. There's a lot of fights in this. There's, Make the crowd dynamic too. If I'm like, if I'm whooping somebody by 35 points in the fourth quarter, just pan over and show me sad uh, Washington State popcorn man. Just that's it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. Show me that guy. But also, like, I want fights breaking out so they pop up in other games without explanation. Like, yep. man, Serena Williams tennis 2019. There's a lot of fights in the stands. <laughs> It's the same as if you say Arkansas fans just brawling throughout yeah. the sports universe. The, fr- the French Open is amazing. Exactly. It's just the French Open, so they put little, like, summer hats on the guys, right? But they're still the same. They're, like, 250 pounds and beating the daylights out of each other. Like a damn Mick Foley match. Like, oh, God. They just barreled into the, <laughs> just barreled into the NBA draft crowd. Unfortunately, Man, a- Unfortunately, the NBA games will be like, yeah, this is a little too real for us. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, can, can you, can we put a player up there? Yeah, you can actually. That's, that's happened. You can Ron Artest is, Ron Artest is in the Arkansas crowd. <laughs> They'd be thrilled. They'd be like, oh man, now we got a hoot nanny. <laughs> Ron's Gen- here. Genuine celebrity. Meta world. What? <laughs> um, yeah, so I think everybody's agreed on that as a as a platform plank, you know, jokes about making a, a hoot nanny and a Ozark brawl up there. Um, promotion and relegation, maybe the one that I think tickles people's fancies the most, unless it happened to their team. Well, this was, uh, I think, one of my favorite things anybody said to us uh, came from, let me find it. God damn it, why is this always so hard? Oh, okay. From Andrew F. A. M. Wahoo on Twitter. UVA to the Sun Belt. And I say that as a UVA fan. That feels like that's not demotion enough. (laughs) Why would you stop there? Why are we soft pedaling it? Don't sell yourself too high. You got got to play Georgia Southern and Arkansas State. That's going to be a little rough. So there there are two like halfway versions of relegation and promotion that we're kind of accidentally proposed and I want to throw them out to both of you and, and see what you think of them. Uh, first, I'm going to start with this one from AB Lichtenstein or Stein. I have no idea how it's pronounced in real life for the people, uh, or the, uh, geographical location. Stick Nick Saban at Iowa state just to see what happens. Yes, that would be funny. But what if we had a rule that said, if you're a head coach, once you win two national titles somewhere, because it's hard to win two. A lot of coaches can win one, but two is, seems to be like what truly separates the great coaches from the just very good coaches. If we said, after that, you have to leave. You have to go somewhere else. How does that strike you? Yeah, let's try it. Okay. Sure, why not? I'm, I'm so all, it would have been... Else. Uh, Urban Meyer would have had to go and um, well, shit, on, like do shit. TV for a year. Could shit. you imagine what that would have been God like? God damn it. Uh, and then this one, which I like even more. This is from Glenn at Gold on Twitter. Make everyone in the Big Ten play North Dakota State. I yes. like this idea a lot because I think each con- – rather than the whole like FBS shouldn't play FCS, I think that's wrong. I think we should pick one – geographically relevant opponent for each power five conference and just say like, okay, whoever like the FCS champion of that region was last year, you get to play one division of, you get to play like the division that didn't win the uh, conference championship game. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You get to play all of them. You get to, and you know what, if you go through and you punch them all out, great. You're not necessarily moving up, but to the extent you are interested in doing it, who, buddy, you have built quite a fucking resume if you want to. So yeah, I, we're talking James Madison versus the ACC <coughs> Coastal. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, sorry, Virginia. Um, with that, that would be I think Eastern Washington against the Pac-12 North. Um, Which that happens every year anyway. Yes, so, yes, sure. yes. You'd have yeah. you'd you'd have I guess technically you'd have Youngstown State. Yeah, I'd be Youngstown tagging in for North Dakota State so this for, time. And then and then for the SEC East, I think you're getting Jacksonville State. Which is not in Jacksonville, Florida, but is in the South. Hey, uh, they almost beat Auburn that one time. So or Ole Miss or both. <laughs> so this this actually works out pretty well. And then I guess the Big Twelve, we're gonna give you Sam Houston. Sa- Sam Houston State. Yeah, they're always good. This would be yeah. fu- this would be fucking amazing if we did this. If we yeah. just said clear your schedule, everybody, everybody in this division, you got to play this plucky fucking FCS team. Yeah, that and uh, that, and if you will uh, remember, Bill, of course, has been simulating for this for years. To give you a sample, my favorite, uh, after the 2015 season, if we had uh, done relegation via his rules, uh, there would be, let's see, no Oregon State out for the Pac-12, Yep. all right? Uh, in the SEC, uh, UL Lafayette, out. Guess who would have been relegated? Yeah, that's right, Kentucky and Vanderbilt. <laughs> out. Yeah, the SEC is is really cleaning house in his model that's been yeah, going for a yeah. few years. The Big Big Ten column, uh, Northern Illinois would have been relegated, meaning they would have already been up. North Dakota State solidly in. And uh, in, in the Big Ten Tier 2, which would basically be the MAC, uh, who's down there? Yeah, Purdue's down there. So's Rutgers, and so's Illinois. I think. And so's Indiana. Oh, and so's Maryland. So did, you, you thought- did you look at the Big 12 column where Kansas is in Tier Three. Oh boy! <laughs> Kansas oh, shit. in in Bill's long running simulation, Kansas is down in the goddamn Southland. Damn, K- Kansas, you just became a hipster soccer team. Kansas is alongside Incarnate Word, the stereotypical Baylor FCS opponent team. Yeah, man, Kansas, Kansas is down there being Wimbledon FC of the plane. And, and then it's even funnier if they beat Texas. <laughs> exactly which they'll do win win for all yeah so this is fun i think we're all for relegation that's fine unless it happens to our team in which case it's the worst idea Bullshit. anybody's ever had yep. oh, then you get a conference title next year that's true florida will have the best offense in some conference or 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 they won't <laughs> or they won't or they won't well, we'll find out which uh yeah 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 i do enjoy the quote that bill c had with his next his next plank which is expand the, the playoff to eight teams eventually uh that would be from ben bullware when asked about expanding the playoffs that if I, we had to do this another game after this god no i'd literally die so yeah we should do this totally <laughs> wow spencer's trying to kill ben bullware wow yeah, yeah suck it up ben you're young hates Ben Bull. Okay, oh, <laughs> but uh, hold on. I think I, I think I have a compromise suggestion that we can pair with this that might alleviate Ben's concerns. Pete Rossman, at Pete, at FAS, suggested games will be done in three hours no matter what the team leading at the end of that time wins. Yes. Good. <laughs> Just three three hours, period. Yeah, yeah, you just get, yeah, it's just sort of like, it's like soccer, basically. We just say, maybe we bring an injury time rule into it, though probably not, because we'll figure out a way to fuck that up. And we just say, yeah, it's, I mean, it just say, just say it's just running clock. We start, we go, we play, we play 90 minutes to start, 90 minutes uh, after halftime, that's it. See who wins. It would be even better because... You know, the idea that coaches now can't stop the clock on the end of a potentially game-winning drive kind of bails some of them out. Kind of, kind of helps some guys who who have some trouble with that. Oh, I'm like down. The, the clock's rolling, and well, yeah. What are you going to do? Well, time time is uh, the ultimate victor. It seems. Can't really blame coach for that one. Um. But yeah, this this would be this would be five power conference champions, best group of five team, two at large bids, all ranked by committee. So so we still have a committee. Can't get around that. Uh, quarterfinals around December seventeenth, semifinals on New Year's Eve day, and the finals around January fifteenth. 
So that's roughly two weeks between each one, right? For recovery. Yeah. Right? It's still adding. It's adding, adding a game. Who is, the, some, who is the worst team to win a conference title in like modern <laughs> in, in modern times? Basically. Oh, I actually broke this down. If y'all want to discuss something else, I actually figured oh, this you, out. You got some it'll research take, here? It'll take me a second to look I it mean, up. I'm okay. Because <sighs> I was trying to I was trying to think about this this while you mentioned it. It was the first question that popped up. Oh, no, no. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got okay. it. Okay. All right. 2012 Wisconsin. How bad? Just lost five games. It would have entered the playoff at oh eight and five. Eight and five. <laughs> it would have been not ranked by the playoff committee. So here's the thing. And it would have been taking a spot from number seven Ohio State. Here's the thing. Everybody in our heads, we all hate that. We all think that that's nonsense and bullshit. But oh, look at speak, when this. Speak for yourself. Right. Okay. I understand that we're broken and weird, but look at it in every other sport. Like, hockey's a great example. The Predators barely made the playoffs. The Predators, everybody, not only did all the experts say that they weren't going to beat the Blackhawks, most of them didn't even think they would win a game. And now they're in the damn Stanley Cup final. So, like, it makes everybody mad at first, but once it happens, there's this weird thing where we're all like, well, fuck yeah, let's let this five-loss team win a fucking national championship. That's awesome and stupid, and I love it. Also, uh, Wake Forest in 2006. <laughs> that'd, be the, that'd be the worst national champion ever because they would win a game like 11-3. to three. Uh, So here, this is funny. So the worst playoff auto bid... For one, two, three, four, five, six out of seven years, would have been an ACC team. <laughs> <laughs> and you can, it you won. can look at the positive here. My, how things have changed, but man, damn. With a Sam Swank field goal, they win. Jim Grove, oh God walking this earth. Disgusting. Uh, I'm not for this, by the way. I think we should just go back to the original system where polls were meaningless and everyone could sit around and get drunk in warm places. So what you would like is like we award a national champ and then we play some bowls. Yeah, that's, that's right. That, that's literally what happened in 1969. Exactly. That's perfect. I'm all for like I'm all for what are bowls for? You're like corporate largesse. Like right. how Alabama claims a title that it won during a year when it lost its bowl game to Notre Dame, the actual national champ. But I have I, I have think, a I, rationale for this, by right, the way. I do. My rationale for this is if you reduce that, you cut conference championship games, right? Just eliminate them because nobody cares if we're going to eliminate divisions, right? Which is I'm, I'm looking ahead on the playbook here. But if we go ahead and we just, okay, hey, you, you ran the table and you won. Well, guess what you can build into that? Better out-of-conference games, right? That's, that's hard. That's, yeah, just, that's just hard. build that in. And then after that, we can just go party at bowls. And people are like, well, they're not compelling. I'm like, well, they're not for you. Right? Also, there's no consequences either. So you know, go ahead. Call, call 15 trick plays. Right? Okay, let's, let's shoehorn another user, follower, audience member suggestion here. This from our, the best of the best. The apple of my internet eye. Cuppy Cup says ban neutral site games. I say Agreed. no. I say no, but... You have to play. You can play neutral site games, but you have to play them at another college's stadium. <laughs> okay. 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 I have a I have a wrinkle. You can have neutral site games, but they must occur at a non football facility. Fine. How about how about um, you can have neutral site games, but no NFL stadiums? Oh man, no. That's actually like that should happen now. It's ghastly. Like, there's no reason a college football game should ever be played at FedEx Field. Ever. Like, because, getting, I mean... That's getting Dan Snyder on you. Well, like, the neutral site games, as much as they're shit on, like, yes, we would all prefer campus games for every game of the regular season, for the playoff. If, you, if, you know, if you're the number one seed, you should get a fucking home game. It's not that complicated. Um, I think we like the oddball games. If you want to play one game in Australia and give the players a week off, sure, great, whatever, fine. But, like, I mean, the thing about the neutral side games is Alabama would not be playing Florida State in week one without that. Lord knows Florida wouldn't be leaving the state to play Michigan without that. So, like, 
I don't know. I mean, week one would be kind of trash without neutral site hey, games. Hey, I'm, I'm, by the way, I'm still waiting to see if that really happens. We'll see if Florida like, shows I'm up. Convinced, yeah. I'm convinced Michigan will show up. Florida will be like, it's too cold. They're like, it's 95 here. <laughs> okay, okay. I hear, oh, there's, I, a sh- there's a shadow. I hear what yeah. you're saying. But take, for example, USC. USC has a bye week 13, which I believe is Thanksgiving week. What if we play Ohio State, Michigan, at the Coliseum? Ooh, wow! What in the fucking what in LA? Yes. <laughs> well, considering that's where all Michigan and Ohio State grads live, anyway. Right? I know it. It kind of fits. Just put it. Put them there, right? Either do it there, or you do it in Giant Stadium in New York, right? Like, God, I miss my school so much. I'm so proud of them. I love that state. Love that place. Where do you live? I live in LA. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Hmm. I don't. Bl- I don't blame you. Like I'm not like. Oh man, you should live in Ohio. No, no. Let's not do that. Come or, now. Or, or if you want to make it a little more local, Notre Dame, Stanford. Played it. Played in the damn Coliseum. Watch the USC fans come out and cause all the problems. My suggestions include, yes, more NASCAR tracks, right? Like, why? Why doesn't the Iron Bowl happen at Talladega? Abandon NASCAR tracks. Go. Sure, sure. <laughs> that's an ACC special right there. <laughs> no, no, that's like East Carolina. Like mm-hmm. East Carolina versus Marshall. R. We have claimed <laughs> the bones of this NASCAR track <laughs> at this abandoned drag strip. Who will challenge us? Yar, we run this huddle house. <laughs> the thundering herd rolling in with a load of shine coming oh. down the hills uh or so you more abandoned, you could use it as brake lubricant uh abandoned olympic facilities right oh, hey God. we got those hey brazil what's up yeah got plenty of those man uh, actually actually spencer you are literally describing georgia state's home field right now <laughs> exactly <laughs> like we that would be, uh we could do it at places where football hasn't been played for years like Purdue Stadium, you uh-huh. could just roll in and play there, and it would totally qualify. You could also play in places like I would love to do it on a on like a, a baseball field, right? Like that would be great because without necessarily moving anything, right? Okay. Just lay the all lines. right. Well, uh, I invite you to the Pinstripe Bowl next year. You're coming up, it, buddy. We're going together. How, how satisfying is it too to watch that happen? See, these are nothing but good ideas. And let's not include. Let's not just say, oh, football stadiums. I want to play on that barren patch of dirt between Los Los Angeles and Las Vegas where the solar plant is, right? So you could just have, like, glowing the glowing orb bowl, right? Hail orb. Hail orb. Ain't bros unless you put your hands on an orb with your boys. It's it's just not not the same friendship until you put your hands on an orb. Rush week is terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So... So uh next on the list this was this spencer mentioned this um fixed scheduling by scrapping divisions we still care about conferences conferences uh you you win your conference you deserve a bid to power conference you deserve a bid to the playoff but divisions are trash we have conferences where there are teams that haven't played each other in years and years um florida hasn't been to auburn in years i know that doesn't bother y'all at all you'd probably never like to go there ever again but Mm -hmm. um there are conferences where teams barely have any real uh identity with each other no chance to develop these rivalries so what we're going to do is listen is trying all right uconn is trying to make this rivalry happen uconn and smu they are they're going to get it they're they're going to find each other someday what we propose as the pod system, and I, this is the one out of the nine of these where I say we because I, I feel like I contributed to this one a little bit. Um, breaking each conference up into groups of three or four designated rivals per team. Um, and we used in this post, we used the SEC as, as an example, but we figured out the whole power five in another post. Um, and you look at, okay, so uh, Georgia, for example, you got to play, you got to play Florida. You got to play Auburn. Um, you're going to play them every year, you know, home and home, like always, like forever. And then once you start doing those rivalries for everybody else throughout the conference, you find, well, okay, Georgia and South Carolina, guess what? You're buddies now. You're, you're just permanent, eternal rivals. Ugh. But once you do Ugh. this, here's the upside. 
you play everybody every two years anyway. So you still get to play Tennessee every other year. Um, you have to play Alabama every other year, so that's bad. But we'll, we'll move past that. We'll move past that. Um, the, the way this all breaks down is everybody plays each other all the time. And if you want a conference title game, it's actually the two best teams. And it doesn't involve the SEC East at all. So you can easily adapt this for every conference. Um, and uh, we think it's pretty brilliant, to be quite can, frank. Can I, can I make one request? Can we yes. wait until the Big 12 splits into divisions and then do this? Just to well, with them. our Big 12 plan is that we tell everyone that Texas is their, their secret, automatic, designated, annual, most hated rival. And then Texas like, goes to the, back, the Pac-12. Well, that's I guess that's that's phase two, but yeah, phase one is just everyone gets to pretend Texas is their rival because they all play each other anyway. But yeah, Texas, Texas is totally leaving as soon as it can. Yeah, I I support this. That's fine. I also, by the way, uh, really really support certain ideas like and this doesn't divisions. This is moving teams around. Uh, the suggestion that we move Clemson. Oh man. We move Clemson to the SEC East and Vanderbilt to the ACC. Now, I mean, that's that was a that was a listener question, right? Yes, yes that yes, was yes, from yes. Michael J. Altman. Yes, and, and you know what? That's actually brilliant. Um, except for one thing, um, it'd be terrible for my team. So I really don't want this to happen. It it's a very uneven trade. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it, to me, it's too on the nose. Like. Yeah, I mean, why would why is he like we all know Clemson is an SEC team in the ACC, but I think Clemson likes it that way. <laughs> it's turning out pretty good for Clemson, so I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's it's, it's yeah, like identity wise and all that. Yeah, probably. But also, also, even with Clemson out of the conference, this doesn't make Vanderbilt's life all that much easier. Oh no, no. Oh hey, guess what? You're in the you're in the division with Florida State and Louisville now. Have fun. Yeah. Guess what? You're you're NC State West. Yeah, congratulations. This this feels like it was proposed just to help the University of Tennessee recruiting somehow. <laughs> noted noted University of Tennessee sleeper cell Bill Connolly. Um, yeah, I also I, mean, it, I also like the pod thing because pod is uh, two things. Pod is the word that I think of everything in all of these pla- in the entirety of the platform has the most regional accent variance. Like you can hear someone yelling about yelling to Powell about the pot, the pound, Powell, these pounds. Our you pod can- is so unfair. Yeah. The pad. And you can hear it. Pad. You, you can do a West coast accent. Whoa, this pod, this pod is totally not chill. They put us at a pod with USC. And that's... Your pod sucks, bro. <laughs> and and pod just screams conspiracy theory. One hundred percent. Uh what if we called the pods chemtrails instead? The pod people. <laughs> I would I would also say that um, that if we call them pods as well, we are like playing into I think the tone of the current media environment by suggesting you know pods pod people. Possession. Xenomorphs. Xenomorphs. That's right. I'm all for this. This is good. Did we cover... Do you think we've covered the non-con scheduling in well, other discussions? Or, or, or yeah, do you think we... Yeah, I mean, well, somebody, somebody suggested that we force Florida to play a non-conference game out of state, to which my answer was um, Florida just becomes an independent and keeps its schedule exactly the same. And hey... Now a lot of out of state games on the non conference aren't there. Fuck off. I would argue. I would argue we play Florida State, and that's an out of state game because that's Alabama. It's not. Well, it's I, not I, really. thought, I, thought, I thought you were going to say because we were high on PCP. How many states would you say Florida is? Would you say four, five? I would um, say at least four. At I would, least four. I, I would say three point seven five. Like in my opinion, you have. Okay, Florida, that's in Georgia. The University of Florida, that's in Georgia. Florida State, that's in Alabama. Miami is its own state. And then the UCF, USF, that mm-hmm. is, I think, Four. what most like, national people, when they think Florida, I think that's what they're thinking. And then we have our own kinky Vatican City, Key West. So five it is. 
Yeah, so I think we've come to an agreement. It's four, yeah, five states, and then uh, five states, and then whatever Orlando is. So you, I'm gonna you, go. And you think I'm being rude, but I guarantee you, there's somebody in QS right now wearing the Pope's weird hat and a G-string. Actually, it, 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 I mean, in literal terms, Disney World is like as close as America gets to the Vatican, right? Like it's this tiny little protectorate that has no legal responsibility to anything else and probably has like mineral rights and space rights to itself. And got, got, got their own cops. Got its own military. Yeah. Is it part of America? Uh huh. I'm, I'm so, willing to go. Ahead, I'm willing to go ahead and give it at least San Marino status, if not Vatican. It's definitely San Marino. So, um, in Bill's non-conference plan, it's this is one where it's a few different ideas, but the standout one is Bracket Buster Saturday, where we leave a week of the schedule open. Everyone plays twelve games. One of them is just a mystery game, and before the season, we cut up home teams and road teams, and then once we get a couple weeks out from that mystery week, everyone finds out who they're playing, and it's based on where they stack up. So if you're Alabama, you're playing a top uh, top 16 team. If you're Rutgers, you're playing a bottom 16 team. Everyone gets someone that's sort of at their level. It's like a matchmaker game on the fly, I guess. And apparently they used to do this in basketball. I don't know if they still do. Does college they, basketball I, still yeah, happen? I think it, it does still happen. I think they still do this. It is a very good plan. If anything, I would like to see it on steroids where we just take the last month of the season and do this. Oh, I really, yeah. oh yeah. I would also enjoy this because I would really enjoy the stress this places on coaches, particularly those who are, you know, drudges, film types, devoid of any oh, innate genius. Oh, here's the thing. It's not going to stress the coaches that much because the fucking assistants are the ones who ha- now have to prep for 15 possible teams instead of one. Hey, I need you to watch all of Western Kentucky's games and also all all, uh, <laughs> all the Middle news. Tennessee's games and all, news, also all of Minnesota's games. You're not getting a raise this year, but we are grafting an extra set of eyes to the bottom of your face so you can watch more tape. Thanks. <laughs> Nick Saban's got the Rand Corporation breaking down film. <laughs> I need you to break down the entire middle of the top 40. <laughs> We've done a threat analysis for all 36 possible opponents. We signed a precog as a special assistant. It's legal. Look it up. <laughs> Why are you doing work with CERN? Why wouldn't we be doing work with CERN? Don't you want to be great? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'm for it because it's chaotic and it's going to make life harder on football coaches who are overpaid anyway. So, yeah, why don't y'all do some work for once? Pro. Jesus. Pro. <laughs> Um, also, I would, and then we are on, uh, I believe, the length of games. Yeah, which we've already covered. We already, already solved that. Already co- there yeah, is, catch up, there is, catch there up is, Bill. There is one more proposal, though, that I think would help this. This comes from Tom Collins at Ron Ensign. Have punts count as minus one point. Hmm. Man, floor will be under par. Good. That's good. <laughs> go Gators. Because that that now we're talking, it's a strategic thing. But you also you got to spend the point, right? And can, in some, can, in, in can you some, go negative though? Uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. And in some circumstances, it's going to be worth. Like if you're backed up in the shadow of your own goal line, like yeah, it probably is worth it to lose that point. But you know, what we're gonna get rid of real fucking fast, punting inside your opponent's forty. That's not gonna happen if it's minus one point. Mm, don't put it past James Franklin. Actually, I take that back. 2016 James Franklin, he's going for that shit. He's throwing that ball. He's whether, it's a, whether it's a good idea or not. Don't put it past Minnesota. Put Pitt in! Um, we just want to do like lightning round through the Lucys that don't really fit any of these specific proposals. Sure. sure. Let's go, let's go I, quick. I, I like this one from uh, Nandez, Commander92 on Twitter. Three-digit uniform numbers. Sure. Just picture that across the belly of a big old defensive mm. tackle. Four yeah, but nine hundred ninety nine. One, no, the one. I think they should be emojis, and we should just get the one hundred. Yeah, Press. if you're if you're one hundred, you get automatic emoji conversion. Um, I'm a big I'm, I'm a big I'm a big fan of that. You get the emoji. I think as a senior, you should get an emoji, right? Like I would totally get the, the like poop one, so that I could score and every time be like, I am the shit. Or should that be like a patch? Like in the NFL, you got your captain. <laughs> you can just get emojis on your helmet. <laughs> oh, pride emoji pride stick. Who's gonna be the first coach to do emoji pride stickers? PJ Fleck. 
Yeah, Lane Kiffin. He's already he, PJ Flex no, already man. got it mapped out. PJ Flex already got it, and like, there's one player that he's like, "Why does he keep asking for the wet eggplant and peach ones?" <laughs> this is good. <laughs> this is so far in the podcast that like we can just say like, "Oh, we should do this as a post on our website," and it doesn't matter who's nope. gonna. No one cares. Nobody. No. Nobody makes it this far. Nobody. Nobody stays right to now. the end. We're just having an editorial meeting, but yeah, we should do this as a blog post. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I think that. Uh, Let's see. This is a good one because I, I would enjoy watching the head explode. That would be from at, at AB Lichtenstein. Uh, stick Nick Saban in Iowa State just to see what happens. Gets hired by Auburn in two years. That's how that works. Yeah, we discussed that about an hour ago. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> it's I'm, fine. I'm, Don't worry about it. You're good. God, I'm proud of you. I believe in you. God damn it. <laughs> no, 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 no. We got this. We got this. We got this. From Gonzo Tigers on Twitter. Each nickname, holy shit. It is really... It is, <laughs> it is really coming down out here. 